0: Welcome to the Infernal Mafia. That's Kayla. And that's Sarah. Today we're talking about
1: triggers. Not, this is your yeah. trigger warning that we're talking about
0: triggers. I feel like lately triggers have been a thing. Like, triggered. Maybe since oh, I, for sure. Maybe since I watched Shane Dawson sometimes. Mm. He says it's that like a lot. It's like a... Yeah, it's like a a culturally trendy word to say. I'm so triggered right
1: now. I'm so triggered right now. That really triggered me. But it is a real thing. Yeah, in the mental
0: health field. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And there are... So what we're planning to do for this episode is basically share all of the... uh, All of the comments that we got from you, the listeners, about what triggers you because, whoa,
0: (laughs) we got a a lot.
1: Turns out there's a lot of infertility triggers. A lot
0: of people are triggered. A lot of people are triggered. Us included.
1: Yes. A lot of people are triggered by a lot of things. Yeah. So some people are emotionally triggered. Some people are physically being triggered. By trigger shots. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. I was like, "Uh, physically? So, so in other words, some people are being doubly triggered. Right. Yeah. So.
0: It's a lot of triggers. (laughs) Before we talk about triggers, we have the business. First things first, we are doing a giveaway. (laughs) And who knows? Maybe there will be more than one winner. We don't know. Yep, there might be more than one, but what do you have to do to win? And what are what are they? What are we giving away? Okay, so we <laughs> are giving away a little cooler with some IVF care package goodies inside, and the little cooler says uh, the Infertile Mafia. It's got the logo. Sarah yeah. put the logo on there
1: and with IVF essentials.
0: Yes. And someone asked if they have to be doing IVF to win. And no, not necessarily. Nope. I mean, I think anything in the
1: goodie bag, it, anyone can use it. Yeah. But it will be uh, specifically, we think, like things that would help you during an IVF cycle. But you don't have to be doing it. It's not like we're going to give you like progesterone and oil shots.
0: no no we are not because i'm pretty sure sure that's illegal (laughs) like things to help the shots go better and
1: stuff like that yeah yeah
0: so to win yeah to win one thing you can do is go on your instagram and show us how you listen to the podcast and, right. uh, you, and we're
1: at Infertile Mafia Podcast. Yes. That's where you can tag us.
0: Yeah. We just want to see how you listen or what you're doing when you listen. Yeah. The more creative, the better. <laughs> Another way you can win is to go on Apple Podcasts and give us a rating and review. That's right. Let us know what you think of the podcast. (laughs) And if you give us a bad review, that's fine, but
1: you might not win.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you might win. Maybe we'll really try to make you like us. Yeah. (laughs) Like if you think it's really annoying that there are dogs barking, (laughs)
1: I'm sorry. If you think it's really annoying, you can let us know in an email,
0: but there's probably nothing we can do about it. <laughs> I'm not getting rid of my dogs for you. <laughs> I of mean Of course not. I like you guys, but <laughs> there's nothing I can do to make them stop barking. Yeah. Well they are dogs after all. Yeah. So get in on that giveaway,
1: guys. Tag us on Instagram at Infertal Mafia Podcast or give us a rating and review
0: in Apple Podcasts. That's it. Yeah. Now let's talk about triggers. Before we start, can you guess what the first, like the biggest trigger is? <laughs> I'm asking the audience, not you, because I know you can see what we're going to say. Yeah. And you pretty you much put the all biggest? these together. So <laughs> can you guess yeah. what the biggest trigger is? <laughs> it's baby showers. Baby showers.
1: <laughs> Yeah, I think baby showers and like birth announcements were the most common ones we got for sure.
0: You know what the worst kind of baby showers are? Where you just know the person who the baby mm-hmm. shower is being thrown for. Yeah. And then you have to sit there and make small talk mm-hmm. and play baby games. You're like, and they're like, so
1: do you have kids? Yes. Oh, <laughs> no. That's the. Just baby showers, it's like going into the, the pit of snakes. <laughs> or like, glass and needles. Yes. <laughs> oh, it's so rough. Yeah. This is what Alicia said about baby showers. Baby showers are such a trigger, especially those showers which would be around your your baby shower time if you hadn't miscarried. This happened to me twice. I opted out of each of those baby showers and did a self-care day for myself. Good for you, Alicia. Mm -hmm. The births of those children were hard, too, since I knew my estimated due dates. Then to see others' babies born all while I was still trying to conceive was gut-wrenching.
0: Oh. Yeah. That is tough. That's really (sighs) tough. And then she also said another huge trigger to her is, well, at least you have embryos left. At least you know you can get pregnant. Well, at least you weren't really that far along when you miscarried. What? Yeah. Yeah.
1: If anything, Those phrases can take a great day and ruin it immediately for me. Yeah. She if said.
0: anything starts with at least, you know that it's going to be a stupid statement. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, can we just shut it with the at least comments? just stop.
0: (laughs) Yeah. No one wants to hear at least fill in the blank. I feel like the people listening are like, yeah, so we probably aren't. We're preaching to the choir right now.
1: Oh, yeah. This is what we've said this a thousand times. Like, we don't have all the answers we're just here for solidarity that's true (laughs) we're just here to validate everything you're feeling and let (laughs) you know that we've been there too and i think that's helpful at least you know we've been there too yeah at least you're not the only one (laughs) (laughs) but for real you know that is super annoying though the at least
0: comments yeah just don't just don't. It's like they're trying to change your feelings. Mm-hmm. Just let me feel my feelings. They're trying to, like,
1: give you perspective of that you don't have it as bad as X. Yeah. And that's not... It's just not helpful.
0: No, it's not. It's and you probably already know these things. Right.
1: Yeah. Sometimes you Although, just want to wallow. Yeah. Sometimes you need to wallow. Or have someone sometimes. be sympathetic. Yes. And saying at least you weren't really far along when you miscarried, That's uh, that one doesn't that one's horrible. Just don't. Just just stop. <laughs> Come on. But uh I also so she says she opted out of the the two baby showers that would have been around the time that she would have had a baby shower. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do that if you need to do that. Or just don't go to a baby shower at all if you, yeah. Just don't feel bad about not going. Like, you have to protect yourself emotionally. And if it's going to be hard, just don't do it. Don't put yourself through that. You know? Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I agree. Sometimes she'll just sit there and like nod in agreement with me. And I'm like, Sarah, speak. No one can see you.
0: (laughs) I I don't have anything to add besides, yeah, (laughs) I agree. This is why we need to do video with it. (laughs) So you you can see that every time. (laughs) Oh, man. Anyway. Okay, moving on. Kate. For me, It was always when someone got pregnant on accident, and they weren't even trying. I had a friend once tell me it took forever to conceive her son, a.k.a. six months. Shut up.
1: It took forever.
0: Oh, my gosh. You know how many times I had to touch my husband? It was disgusting.
1: (laughs) Six whole months. Well, pin a rose on your
0: nose. (laughs) You know, it does seem a lot, like a lot of time at the beginning. Oh, yeah. I will give them that. And by the time you've gotten to six months, you're worried. Yeah, you probably should be. No, I'm just kidding. But, (laughs) I mean, it does, those first few months are the biggest letdown, I would say. Besides, you know, an IVF failing (laughs) I don't know I think some people it
1: gets harder the longer it goes on because you start to feel more and more like less hopeful I should say like you're you're still hopeful in the beginning and the longer time drags on and nothing happens you get less and less hopeful
0: I think it gets better when you just reach that acceptance phase (laughs) Walking through the stages of grief. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I'm laughing, but it really, that's kind of what you do. It got better for me when I was just like, well, this isn't going (laughs) to (laughs) happen. Yeah. Right. That's the final stage, acceptance. When you still feel like (laughs) it could happen, that's when it's the worst.
1: Yes. When you're bargaining. Yeah. When you're... Please. uh, What are the other stages? (laughs) Denial. Denial. Yeah, when you're in denial, there you go. Anger. Yep. Yep. You really do go through all the stages of grief. Can you be in multiple stages at once? You can be in multiple stages at once, and they don't go in any order, and you can come in and out of them. Yeah. Like, you can be angry one day, and then denial the next, back to angry. Then? And then finally...
0: Acceptance. Well,
1: yeah. (laughs) Exactly.
0: Exactly. I have seen people get pregnant after like 24 months though, like 2 years. Mhm. So it can happen.
1: It can happen. But acceptance also isn't a terrible place to be.
0: No. It's better you know. mentally.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I get the, yeah. I get what she's saying like yeah, I had an aunt one time tell me that someone was had you know like oh they've been trying for so long they're having a hard time and it had been like three months Oh it's like shut your mouth <sighs> it's more it's just like know your audience mm-hmm. don't say that to someone that you know is infertile but if you don't if they don't know that about you and they say that it could be triggering guys it could trigger you <laughs> yes another trigger okay.
0: this is yeah, a another big one. one
1: oh it's a big one Pregnancy announcements, especially while scrolling Facebook and baby showers, which we already talked about. That's from Heather. Yeah. Madison also said, Facebook is a huge trigger. I had to delete the app off my phone for about six months, and it was very freeing. I bet it was. Yeah. Micah says, baby showers and pregnancy announcements especially ones when they've been married for like two seconds or have been trying for like two seconds. That's probably how long it took. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not touching that one. I'm LDS and people at church are just popping kids out left and right. Going to church with so many families is also pretty hard sometimes. I knew Mother's Day was going to be an issue, so I avoided church altogether that day. I cried even though I didn't even go. Aunt Flo is another trigger. I'm sure everyone can relate, of course. Some months I'm more grounded and can control my emotions. Other months it totally sucks and I want to crawl under a rock. That makes sense. Um, Micah told us... So she we asked her about her name in a few like I don't know a while back. We we're like, "Where does it come from?" And she was like, "It's from the Bible."
0: <laughs> which I knew. <laughs> I knew of a guy named Micah.
1: Yeah, it is a male name. But Micah is an Old Testament prophet, which I knew. I like the question more for me was like, I wondered how her parents
0: landed Why on that. Why did your for parents her. name you Micah?
1: Yeah, why did they give you a boy name?
0: <laughs> we are, like, really into the Valley Girl yeah. today.
1: Well, that, I mean, sorry. that's kind
0: of the what I was thinking when you asked someone about their name. <laughs> so oh, is that, why is that your name?
1: Yeah, oh, sorry. I hope it didn't come across that way. <laughs> no, it's because I, I actually really love it. I think I t- we talked about, like, I like masculine names for women.
0: I, like I think it they're too. so
1: cool, yeah. But she told us her that they were maybe gonna name her Mackenzie, and then they switched to Micah at the last minute. I like, I Micah. like Micah. Yeah, yeah, me too. I think they totally. made a good choice. I think I agree. I agree. Um, but yeah, all three of these women talk about pregnancy announcements, and it is rough.
0: Well, especially because they're unexpected. Right, you're just going along, living your life, and then. A pops a pregnancy, a cutesy a little someone pregnancy sucker announcement. sucker punches
1: you. Yeah. It really feels like a sucker punch. And I fully support getting rid of Facebook if it's constantly triggering you. I did that for a while. I did that after. So I had all these friends in the YouTube community, infertile friends, that all went on to get pregnant before I did, like you, like Me? yourself yeah well (laughs) I don't know no I just had to leave for a while I had to eat because even like the my friends that uh, were infertile like I felt like they they moved on without me and it felt like I mean obviously you didn't like you know it's just how you feel when that happens yeah um So I had to, like, take a break from it all.
0: Yeah, you were gone for a while. (laughs) There were some dark ages. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And it does feel better to not constantly, like... Yeah, Facebook is a big one because it's just, like... It's that thing of everybody only puts their best... They're either they either put their best face out there or they're totally bitching about something, and a lot of times it is their kids. And you don't want to see you don't want to see like the happy family on the Fourth of July eating their hot dogs, and you don't want to hear people complain about their kids. So what would it's you like, like to see on Facebook? Yeah, I don't go. That's I
0: still like, to this I'm day I, when I get on Facebook, I go to our Facebook group, and that's it. I think they're going to mostly groups, like pushing groups yeah. and ads, of course. Like, my first thing is from the Infertile Mafia. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Guys, if you're not in the Facebook group, go join it. The yeah. Infertile Mafia, it's a closed Facebook group. So, all the content is private inside the group. Yeah. And same thing with Micah. Like, well, she didn't mention Facebook, but baby showers and pregnancy announcements. And she says she's part of LDS. And she says, yeah, kids, people are just popping kids out left and right.
0: Like Pez dispensers. <laughs> By the fourth one, they're just walking out. <laughs> I
1: think it would be really hard to be infertile in a community like LDS. Yeah. And this is across the board in religious communities. Right. It's very, very, very family centric. It's very much about family and procreating, and I can imagine that that, especially if you're
0: very involved in your faith community, that it would be very hard. My question is, what if you don't want children? Yeah, I don't know. Is that even allowed? I don't know. I'm not sure. Because there's some people (laughs) who don't want children. Right.
1: Micah clue us in because we clearly don't know anything (laughs) (laughs) that's very obvious (laughs) (laughs) Micah tell us all we need everything we need to know about LDS yes
0: moving on (laughs) Maria baby clothes baby clothes are so cute and little Mm, but they are triggering yeah and she said when I'm out shopping I have to avoid baby clothes and baby sections Also, baby announcements during all the months I would have been due. Yeah. Yep. Another baby announcement one. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Joanna said, for me, one of the triggers was commercials with beautiful newborn babies. Glowing pregnant women are perfect families. You know, those uh, newborn baby commercials? I feel like they're not newborns. No, they're never newborns. Because newborns don't look like that no <laughs> they're not that pretty no <laughs> or squishy <laughs> sometimes they yeah they're newborns come out kind of like whatever. alien looking yeah in a cute way especially like to the mother they're beautiful but well of course and to everyone else they're no. like <laughs> that one's fresh <laughs> But I
1: get the uh, baby clothes and I I think I told Joanna that this is like still a little bit of a trigger for me not like I'm gonna run to the bathroom crying trigger, but there's something about seeing well and like Mandy her comment she's she's married it in a second but she talks about it being a trigger to just see like pregnant women walking around behaving normally like just being a normal person is like
0: that sounds like a really weird trigger if you don't know her if you don't understand exactly because it it is
1: so um that would be one that would be so hard for someone to understand like why would it trigger you to see a normal pregnant woman just
0: look at that pregnant
1: woman (laughs) just walking around (laughs) oh crap now i have to go ball my eyes out yeah, I can see why that one's hard for people to connect the dots. <laughs> but there's there's something about just like going through the trauma, I'll call it, of like in her case, losing a child and uh, just people that are infertile in general is just like it's not realistic. I mean, you're right. Mm-hmm. Most women have uneventful pregnancies, which is and get good. pregnant easily, which is good. That's what we want. But it's just not the case for everyone. So when you when it like gets shoved into your face, it's
0: like I think like it's, I sometimes yeah. want to
1: scream at the TV like it's not always that
0: easy. Yeah, and then uh, the same would be for people who have hyperemesis. Like the, my sister in law who just had the baby, she had hyperemesis the whole time, mm-hmm. and she's uh, she is mourning the fact that she's not going to have more kids. Because of yeah. hyperemesis and she she sees pregnant ladies. She's an ultrasound tech. <laughs> mm. So she sees pregnant ladies all the time and they're just right. like, yeah, everything's fine. Yeah. And she's over there throwing up constantly. Right. Same with Aww. Paula. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's that thing
1: of like, why can't I just be normal like them? And it's like pisses you off that they don't even
0: know how good they have it is like kind of what you're thinking. (laughs) Yeah. Poor Paula. She's infertile and has hyperemesis. So she got both bad sides of that. Yeah. Usually, you know, once you get pregnant, ladies, it'll be fine. (laughs) You'll have a good pregnancy and it'll be fine. But. But sometimes when it
1: rains, it pours. Yeah. (laughs) Like Mandy. So her comment was, I have so many, but mostly they all surround pregnant ladies just walking around with zero issues at all. (laughs) Not needing bed rest, not having to worry if they carry out life like a normal person. It could cost them their baby's life. Not once having to give any thought to their cervix and its ability to stay shut. Yeah, I'm pretty envious and in awe that
0: pregnant ladies can just be human. Just knowing about her cervix worries me about my cervix. I
1: know. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. It's just that thing of like you. Know, most of the time, you can be blissfully unaware about your cervix. Yeah. Except so a for the cervix? rare case that you can't. cervices Right. <laughs> yeah. So I totally understand where she's coming from with that trigger for sure. Sometimes you know too much. Sometimes you know too much exactly. Sometimes ignorance truly is bliss. Mm. Okay. Jessica, I have six nieces and nephews under six with another one on the way. Oh, my gosh. Most of them, to some degree, unplanned. Oh. <laughs> I spend a lot of time with them and I'm pretty darn good with them. But that doesn't stop me be- from being constantly criticized about how I'm interacting with them. By someone other than their parents. Mm. Handing the babies off to an, another adult outside the direct line of sight of any of the grandparents is almost always met with, What did you do with baby... whoever. <laughs> like I wouldn't know enough to just set them down and walk away because I'm not fertile enough to have an oops baby. <laughs> yeah. That sucks, Jessica.
0: Oh, I just left it <laughs> on the couch. That's fine, right? Right. Because I don't know shit because I don't have a kid of my own yet. <laughs> or I just I left it in the sink.
1: <laughs> what babies aren't aren't supposed to uh, eat carpet?
0: I have no idea. <laughs> my cat likes sleeping in the sink. I thought the baby would do.
1: <laughs> oh man. They're not supposed to
0: play in the street? I had no idea. It's <laughs> probably not. So awkward holding babies. <laughs> I'm like what do I do with it <laughs> yeah. like yeah newborns but up they're... to eight months old I'm like Ugh, I don't know what I'm doing what do I do with this uh, it's, it crying. it's crying it's <laughs> crying can you take it
1: I felt so insecure around family mm-hmm. um, just in general that was my biggest that that is what would send me to the bathroom crying was when I was around my close family with little kids and everything revolved around the little kid, kids. Right. Which is like normal. That's how it is in every family. But it makes you, the infertile person, feel so isolated and just like, I don't know. I always felt like I didn't have anything to contribute.
0: Aww. (laughs) You have a lot to contribute. You're funny. Well, I know this now You're pretty. but at the time <laughs>
1: <laughs> Guys I can make you a mean grilled cheese Oh really? Do I have any takers? Uh me? Yeah <laughs> <laughs> Like I may not know jack about diaper
0: cream but Uh no one I can really make you does. a gin and tonic <laughs> Here's a little yeah. secret Parents are just winging it They might seem like they know stuff, but they don't. So they don't know anything. Don't let them make you feel like you don't know what you're doing with their kids.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Don't. I. But yeah, like I said, that really went back to my own insecurity. It wasn't like everyone else in the room also felt like, oh, why is Kayla here? She's like (laughs) she doesn't have nothing going on right now. I just felt that way. Like yeah. I don't even have anything to talk to you guys about because all you talk about are your kids, and here I am just hanging out. It's not even an intentional thing; like it just happens.
0: Yeah, when there's kids in the family, that's where the focus goes. Uh, with Especially my parents, little kids. everything revolves around Bjorn.
1: Right. Yeah, that's like that is the normal way of life. <laughs> that that's totally normal. It's just when you're when you're the infertile person in the room, it just sucks. So lucky that's... for
0: me, I have a small family and I'm the only one who has the kid. Yeah. Or right. else that would have been really hard. So mm-hmm. I see what you're saying. You wanna go read Courtney and Leslie? Courtney says, A trigger for me has been the inf- infamous wow, you've been married a while. When will y'all have kids? Or, oh, enjoy not having children. You can borrow mine anytime. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. I'd be like, I do not want to watch your kids. Right. Like, I never (laughs) wanted someone else's kids. Right. Do you not know how this works? I don't want your kids. I want my own kids. Yeah. And then, of course, though, you've been married for a while yeah well you have kids. I think that you can
1: borrow mine anytime is especially like shut the fuck
0: up. yeah <laughs> like, you just want a just, free babysitter.
1: It's it's doubly insulting to an infertile person because not only are you throwing it in my face that you have something I don't, but you're also telling me how much you don't like it. It's like shut up. No. Yeah, that's super annoying. Mm-hmm. And then Leslie says, "My job, haha. Ha. I'm a speech therapist, and I work oh. with little humans. Aww. Aww, that's a
0: cute way to say children."
1: I know. Also, I really don't want to be told to just adopt ever again. That's a huge decision, not some flippant cure-all for heartache. I also don't want to hear about your friend who got pregnant after adopting because quote the stress was gone. Yeah. I mean, I grouped these two together because they're like the things we've talked about on this podcast so many times, like mm-hmm. the stupid things people say to you that are just
0: The super people annoying. who say just adopt never
1: have adopted. No, right. Cuz anyone who's adopted would never say that.
0: No. No, it's not There's no just about it. It's not an easy thing, plus not everyone wants to adopt. And that's okay. Yeah. It's just,
1: and I don't, like, I think it's the just that's especially, because just adopt implies that it would be easier than going through infertility.
0: And it's not like the adopted kid would want a parent who's like, well, you're my second, third choice. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Like with adoption, you have to want it. Of course. Yeah. Right. Anyway, Uh, yeah. yeah, Stupid things people say. Yeah. Valerie. uh, I've been TTC a long ass time. 10 years (laughs) and counting in the circle I just had was a failure. But because, did I say cycle? Cycle. Sorry. Not circle. (laughs) Circle, cycle, whatever. But because the people around me have known for some time now that I'm TTC, the triggers are different. Baby showers suck, but I'll go. And I'll even help plan. It's not as bad as before. What I get are ignorant comments. (laughs) My mom recently said, we're trying, we're trying to a stranger. (laughs) Implying that all I'm doing is having sex. It's obvious I'm doing way more than just having sex, and little comments like that really piss me off, especially from someone who knows exactly what I'm going through. Especially if she made it sound like she's involved. (laughs) (laughs)
1: We're trying. We're trying, we're trying. And the woman, she's like... I stand at the foot of their bed every night and make sure they're doing it right. I give them pointers. Gross.
0: Because that's the problem. (laughs) (sighs) Now listen, guys. The cooch court goes up the wizard sleeve. (laughs) Yep, yep, that's how you do it. Let me get my camera so we can do some reviewing afterwards there you go play by play I'll show
1: (laughs) you everything you're doing wrong yeah mom just doesn't know what to say to the stranger that's all that's going on there and yeah she feels like she has to say something so (laughs) I think it's interesting she said that uh, baby showers aren't triggering for her anymore Like, I wonder if she has just like learned how to
0: cope with it. She has reached acceptance. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) She's through the grief. (laughs) Yeah, I think planning makes it better because then you're like running around doing stuff.
1: Yeah, you're not just sitting there. It also depends on the person that it's for, too. True. Like, it would have been no problem for me to do that, to do a baby shower for, like, my sister. I I shouldn't say no problem. It still would have been hard, but it wouldn't be as hard as, like, you said, like, the rand where you don't know anybody and everyone's making small talk about their kids. Yeah. And talking, they're all talking baby stuff that you don't really know, like, car seats and strollers and diapers. And Does anyone like, really Ugh. know about car seats, though? <laughs> like, where is the bar? It's 10 a.m., <laughs> my question is the same. Why isn't there is the bar here? <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, next, Gina, Jenna, Jenna, my Jenna, Gina, Gina. Oh, oh no, <laughs> we always do this. Okay, it's uh, Jean with biggest... an A on the end, <laughs> like jeans, like the kind you wear. So, yeah. Gina? Gina. Jenna? I don't know. Gina. Okay. My biggest triggers to see other people that shouldn't be having kids get pregnant by mistake. I think to myself, why can that person so easily get pregnant when they can barely take care of themselves um, so easily? And I'm over here struggling so badly to be a mom. This is also one of my husband's biggest triggers as well. And then Taryn writes, The quote, you've got plenty of time is her trigger when people tell her you've got plenty of time. And then she responds, just piss off please. (laughs) She must be British or Australian. You think so? Yeah. Because she wrote, just piss off please? Yeah. I hate that one the most. Also mothers that want nothing to do with their biological children. I am a mom to three stepkids and her rights, I assume the mother have been taken away to abuse and neglect. It's oh, devastating no. to see the effects it has on the kiddos. So these both I put them together because they're both women who get triggered by moms who like suck. Don't <laughs> And next <laughs> yeah i mean uh, that that one's obviously triggering for all of us to see moms who don't that's triggering for that should be triggering for everybody (laughs) uh yeah to see moms who don't care about their children but especially especially people who
0: do drugs or drink when they're pregnant and then they just keep having kids (laughs) with ease
1: I know, it's really, really sad. And you know what's even, what the saddest thing about moms who don't care about their kids is that uh, obviously it's the effect on the child. This innocent person, you're making it very hard for them. And that's not fair. And it just shouldn't be that way. Like you you should, your mom and
0: dad is who you should be able to count on.
1: It shouldn't be the the ones neglecting you.
0: Yeah. People life overcome hard it, enough. Though. Like, some people overcome it. Some people don't.
1: <laughs> Lots of people overcome it. Lots of people overcome having crappy uh, situations happen in their life, whether it's their parents or otherwise. Mm-hmm. It's just, to me, like, th- that choice of choosing not to care for your child is so selfish and... Because they're Just selfish. don't be a crappy person, okay? That's the moral of the story. Yeah, don't be a crappy if, person. If
0: they're crappy parents are probably crappy people in general. Correct. Don't so. be a
1: crappy person. PSA.
0: Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's easy to say. <laughs> Read Billy's. Billy. People either verbally expressing to me or posting on Facebook about gender disappointment. Mm. Uh, uh, uh. (sighs) (laughs) There was this one girl Who made a YouTube video And people were angry It was about gender disappointment She's like I'm having a I can't remember what she was having But she was disappointed Yeah And it wasn't Like She made it in a way That made you angry at her Sure Because she was being a little brat Yes Yeah Yeah. Uh, So unless it's tied with the loss of specific specific gendered baby, it's really triggering to me. You're perfectly welcome and valid to have your emotions and feelings regarding the sex of your baby. But I don't want to hear about how pissed you are that your baby does or does not have a penis. I don't care. I just want a baby, a healthy baby that survives the entire pregnancy. What's between its legs is irrelevant. Yes. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. Preach, sister, preach. So true. So yeah. true.
1: Yeah. I even find the question of what do you want to have annoying? Do you want, do you, or like before you find out the genders and people are like, do you want it? Do you want it to be a girl? Do you want it to be two boys? Do you want like, or now that I have two girls and they're like, don't you want to try for another one so you can have a boy? I'm like, no. I'm perfectly happy with these no. two beautiful, healthy children.
0: Twins. Would you just stop? You're like, do you know what it's like having twins?
1: <laughs> Even the pediatrician the other day, who he he walked in the door and he looked like he was about twelve. So that oh. was my first like red flag. Were you like just and turn then, around, get out? Yeah. Um, do we have anyone who's past the eighth grade out there? <laughs> yeah. But he said something he said something to that effect of like, Oh, two girls wins when are you gonna have the third so you can have a boy? I'm like, Shut up. What is it with you people? But that's different than what Billy's talking about, but like yeah, I have very little tolerance for gender disappointment. Well it's like people have gender disappointment for you. Yeah. And I'm like, What is your problem? Like I am really happy with two girls. I'm yeah. happy with two healthy children. I'm happy with two children. <laughs> yeah <laughs> like you don't need to be disappointed for me, and yeah, I don't. I can totally understand why that's triggering for people because it's just
0: like it's ridiculous. Yeah, it sounds so bratty. And, just like the gender really doesn't matter, yeah.
1: No, it doesn't. But it is a big thing, like among, especially among women who don't have any trouble getting pregnant. Like they want they they've got the two boys and they really want the girl and then so they go for the third child and it's another boy and then now they're pissed. <laughs> well,
0: like, I saw someone saying, <laughs> "Oh my gosh!" I saw someone saying that in Australia they should make IVF with genetic testing of the embryos free so people can get the gender they want no on Instagram yeah because she was I disappointed like she was having another boy stop it yeah you
1: need to you you need to go back up under that rock you crawled out from
0: how like <laughs> that poor kid <laughs> that makes me sad for the kids yeah I
1: know. Like don't I mm-mm, Yeah, my mom okay. always wanted
0: me to be a girl. She was gonna go through IVF just to have a girl. <laughs> like I don't know. Your kids probably aren't gonna turn out the way you think they will anyway.
1: Why can't you just be happy with what you have? It's, just, it's like annoying. hmm
0: Yeah. Anyway, next up. Anyway, it's Megan. On. Megan, I was at Chick-fil-A with a group of friends who were pretty much all moms. We weren't super close friends at the time. None of them knew about my infertility. There was another girl there who didn't have kids. She was newly married and childless by choice. She made a joke to me at one point that me and her will just be the ones with no kids. It was days after yay, <laughs> It was days after a failed IUI. I was instantly overcome with such strong emotion and grabbed my phone and ran to the bathroom where I proceeded to sit and cry for like 15 minutes at freaking (laughs) Chick-fil-A. Meanwhile, my person food were back on the table with this group of girls who probably thought I was a basket case. (laughs) So I couldn't even just slip out and leave. I eventually pulled myself together enough to leave the restroom and go back and grab my stuff and excuse myself, but the embarrassment of this happening at Chick-fil-A still haunts me. But she has laughing faces, so she's laughing about it. Yeah. Like, I told her the real tragedy is she
1: didn't get to eat her chicken hot. Yeah. Oh, man. I feel feel for her. I mean, yeah, you're right. She's laughing about it now, but at the time. Oof because she's with a group of people she says she didn't really know that well and she's just in the bathroom crying and no one knows why and she can't leave because her purse
0: oh. is on the table see that's why I oh. don't go out with people especially <laughs> groups this is your worst case scenario
1: right oh, here yes it is yeah the worst I'm sorry I bet every time she sees a Chick-fil-a she thinks of that <laughs> Cries a little I on hope, the inside. <laughs> <you're> it <right. laughs> dies a little on the inside. I hope Megan doesn't live in the South, where all where there's a Chick Fil A on every
0: corner. Megan, you They're need much to go more to <laughs> I like it better than Chick Fil A.
1: Yeah, sorry about that, Megan. Yeah, <laughs> I'm glad you can laugh about it now. I feel free, though. Yeah, and I'm sure everyone is like has a has a moment like that where something crazy like that and you you you're so overcome with the emotion that you just had to get up and leave.
0: Yeah, we've all They been might there. have understood though. They might have. I don't know. Sometimes but. telling eh, sometimes they don't understand. <laughs> okay, Kindle. People saying my
1: 2-year-old needs a sibling. I got that in church a few weeks ago. I just started crying. My new response is, we've been trying and have lost three. Thanks.
0: (laughs) Yikes. That'll shut them down. That would be horrifying for the person who said that to you.
1: Yeah, because, you know, it's like the little old lady, grandma lady who's like, so-and-so needs a sibling. And Yeah. But I also understand Kendall being like, I'm over it. I can't put on this fake face for you anymore. I'm just going to tell you like it is so that you stop saying this. Stuff no, I to think me. it's great that she says
0: that. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, another people who have kids younger than my son who are pregnant again and they never wanted the first and make it known. Yes. Which is like similar to the what we were just talking about. Yeah. Um, This happened in one of my TTC groups Lately a woman posted a positive Pregnancy test and said quote FML my life is over I don't want this Yes in a group of ladies struggling To achieve what just accidentally Happened to her
0: Not cool Why would she post that in a TTC group I don't cause she's an idiot I hope she got kicked out Yeah wait okay I have What does FML mean Fuck my life Oh (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I don't know what the kids are saying ever. That's an old one. That's not even a thing the kids are
1: saying now. <laughs> well, it's. I guess it's never something I've ever said. Well, I've Probably definitely not. said that, but, but not in shorthand. What do you call that? I Uff, I can't, acronym? Ac- yeah, sure. But that sucks. Yeah, you can't do that know your audience you can go bitch about that to somebody else not to a bunch of women trying to get
0: pregnant like maybe a mommy group but i don't know i'm sure there's people who struggle with infertility in all kinds of groups so you probably should keep it to yourself <laughs> <laughs> yes uh
1: okay kate says i have a this is similar i have a four-year-old son and have been trying to give him a sibling for two years now with recurrent miscarriages. My biggest trigger is when women have two, three, four kids and constantly bitch about either being pregnant or juggling life with more than one child. You know how babies are made. Enjoy them and shut the fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. Yeah. I think she said that well. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I don't have anything to add. I feel like she she said
0: she summed it up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Read Emily's Emily. I like this one. So I know I must be some sort of masochist here. Considering my life's passion is being a mommy baby nurse, those are the best nurses, by the way. They are amazing. They are, yeah. What you do is like so helpful. We love you, Emily. Yeah. You have no idea. Well, maybe you have an idea, but I loved yeah. my. Mom, baby nurses, especially the one during labor at night. Anyway. They're like
1: little angels. They really are. come into your room and
0: uh, like you want to not have them clean up all your blood or other things. Yeah, <laughs> and, <laughs> and they then just you do definitely it. don't
1: want to leave them. They like, take Wait, care of I you. Can't. They do. Like, I bet there's been some people that have like Emily. Can you just go ahead and come home with me?
0: please. You know? Yeah. What do you mean you're not going to move in with us? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I think the thing that has kept me sane is telling myself and truly believing that the universe doesn't owe me any favors and I'm not entitled to anything working out. It sounds so pessimistic, but uh, is so freeing somehow. I agree with that. I 100% agree with that. That was like my thinking through mine too everything too because yep. then you won't be disappointed anyway <laughs> back to <a> su- acceptance <laughs> right i also remind myself that my path and someone else's path have nothing to do with each other that too yes. i love emily yes she's she is like speaking truth can you come live with me <laughs> we could just hang out yeah let's I won't be friends do anything Uh, I try to keep that the perspective that while I'm struggling I also have no idea what's going on in this woman's life who just like had her fourth kid taken away I somehow have endless amounts of grace for these women because it's all hard but definitely people giving unsolicited advice is really annoying I just don't go to baby showers anymore learning my limits has been so important Emily sounds like a really great person. Like, she's so much better than us. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Maybe we should all be more like Emily. I do think we all should adopt, well, her attitude
1: about uh, the perspective. Yeah, especially. Like, you don't know what other people are going through. You don't know what other people are going through. And like you were just saying... Uh, I really. This was what also helped me stay sane is telling myself that it was okay if this didn't work out. Like I was not, I was not. Everything did not hinge on having a baby, and we've talked about this before on the podcast of like being more than just your infertility, and like knowing that there's much more to you than just that. It's not, and. Yes. And I just never felt entitled. Like she said, I never felt like I was owed this thing. I felt like it was a gift and I just never had the attitude of of it, like,
0: for sure being something I deserved or something you did in the past doesn't mean you don't deserve it. Right. Yeah. Like none of that is related. (laughs) Right. Right. I just think that's and your lives are probably like I told myself my life is good now, right? Yeah. So, I
1: I think everything she said is great. Yes, I like having the attitude that this is not something that you're owed, and 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 also the perspective of that everyone's struggling. Like I think when she is referring to like women who've had their fourth kid taken away she probably if she's working in a hospital with moms and babies sees that happen
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it reminds me of when i was working at my old job and we did prison ministry sometimes and we oh, would go to a women what's that i just hit my microphone go
0: on. Oh. <laughs> everything okay over there <laughs> <sighs> i need a new microphone stand Sorry. Um.
1: No, it's okay. We would go to women's prisons sometimes, and they would just be sobbing about missing their children. And a lot of like the attitude is easy to have. Like, well, you like stuff we were saying earlier. Like, you were a crappy person, so you don't even deserve those kids. And that's an easy like knee jerk reaction to have. And in some cases, it's probably still true, but it doesn't mean they're not struggling. It doesn't mean it's not hard for them. It doesn't mean you can't have empathy for
0: them. Now I feel bad. I don't feel bad. I mean, I think both things can be true. Yeah, you can, like, (laughs) I'm sure that they, like, in their more sane part of their minds, they miss their kids and know that they should be a better mother. And not right. do the things that made them put them in prison. Yeah. Yeah. Or made them lose their kids. But right. then there's the other parts of their brain that's <laughs> immature, you know, and it's, yeah, or selfish or whatever. It yeah. stops them from doing the things they need to do to behave yeah. like a normal person who functions in society. Yeah. <laughs> I just think it's good advice about perspective on that. Yeah. I'm sure so, Emily has seen some things.
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, okay. KJ, one of my triggers is when we caught ourselves saying if and not when. Yeah. Uh-huh. When you kept, when you all of a sudden like realize that you're hope is waning moving towards that acceptance again (laughs) yeah yeah. Uh, she said when my period decides to be a week late and I get the nerve to go buy a pregnancy test and then my period starts immediately after (laughs) I swear it happens at least once a year Uh, my body's cruel joke to remind me I still have hope I guess yeah that happened to me once after an IUI I got the pregnancy test out, and I was about, like, I sat down on the toilet to pee on it.
0: Oh, no. Oh,
1: yeah. I had opened it. I was in position, like, and I sat down and then started bleeding right at that moment.
0: (laughs) You wasted a pregnancy test. You know how expensive those are. (laughs) I blame my stupid body. Good job, body. No, that happens to me all the time, too. Yeah. I think it—that's one a lot of people can probably relate
1: to. <laughs> yeah, if you want your period to come, just get a pregnancy test. Exactly. But nothing speeds it up like the old pregnancy test. Yep. Yeah. Oh man. Okay. Do you want to read Brett's? A or I trigger. Can read it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Sorry.
0: <laughs> a trigger that I've recently discovered is when well-meaning people who are naive about infertility say it will happen eventually. We are lucky to have insurance to cover our treatment up to a point, but when that runs out, we will have a limit to how much IVF we can afford. Yeah, that's true. As you all know, IVF isn't a magic cure-all, and adoption is expensive. So assuming that it will happen and that I just need to be patient is not the way things work. That's true. Right. I had a friend who was 1 month TTC success say this to me in a pub on Sunday and I just couldn't stop the tears. She was encouraging she was encouraging me to convert my empty bedroom to a nursery when she said it. Mm. It caught me <laughs> off guard. Why would you do a nursery before you're pregnant? I'm sure be, no people do, but
1: lots of people do. There's a lot
0: of time in between getting pregnant and having the baby. Yeah. Like, if you do the nursery before, you're just like, well, that's done. Meat horse. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, (sighs) Yeah. And she said, oh, it caught her off guard. She felt terrible for making me cry at Harry Potter trivia. (laughs) The tears were... (laughs) (laughs) from frustration (laughs) at the process at my body and how little even well-meaning people understand this journey. In addition to that, there was a lot of sadness because it was the first time that I've had the realization that it actually might never happen. I have so many medical issues to overcome and I'm just not sure it can be done with the insurance and financial constraints we live with. It would be such a relief to be able to say it will happen eventually, but the only thing I can say for sure is that this journey will someday be behind us. Hopefully, it's an outcome that we are happy with and can come to peace with. She also mentioned when her mother-in-law asks, when are you going to have kids also sucks. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm guessing this friend didn't have kids. No, the friend was a one and done. Oh, yes. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, one
1: and done. Okay. Uh, Does it make anyone feel better to hear it will happen someday? That's an honest question I'm asking because I do think it does help some people to hear that. Like they they just need to
0: like. It depends who it comes from.
1: Yeah, I mean, but then some people, I I would put myself in the same category as Brett. That will never make me feel better because I need to be okay with. If this doesn't happen, that's okay. I like thinking about the facts. Right. I mean, some people would call that being pessimistic. I would just call it being realistic.
0: Yeah. Like, Brett, her situation is... She hasn't done IVF yet, so... Yeah, that's I'd see how IVF goes, you know? (laughs) It might go really well for her. Yeah. But she... I
1: I relate to the feeling of like, because she's out with her friend, the friend that's very well-meaning. Like she said, this isn't someone who she doesn't care about who said something stupid to her. It's a good friend of hers. And the friend is trying to be supportive. And what she's saying is that... That in its in and of itself is a trigger because the friend just doesn't understand, and this is someone who's close to her. These are like the people you want to understand you,
0: mm-hmm. and they still don't, and it just like makes you feel kind so of a alone. Stupid thing to push on Brett though. Like I think, why would you it, push someone to turn a extra bedroom into a nursery? I don't know. That that is very strange,
1: weird advice, in my opinion. Yeah. But. I like, think that it'll it's going to happen. People said that to me all the time. I'm sure they said it to you too.
0: That's uh,
1: like yeah, probably. It's, it's like <laughs> that thing of they don't they, they that makes them feel better to say something yeah. like that. Because it, it's like when it it it's I'm not saying infertility is like death. But people also don't know what to say when someone dies, and they end up saying something stupid that makes them feel better somehow. Like he's in a better place, or she's not in any pain anymore, and it does it doesn't like make the person doesn't make the person feel better that is going through the pain. In most cases, And I feel like this falls into that category. Like people just feel like they nah, need I don't to think say something. anything you can say, really, right? That's why you just want to, like we've said so many times, just be a good listener and say, that sucks. I'm here for you. Is there anything I can do?
0: I say, let's see how your first IVF round goes before we make <laughs> any decisions.
1: <laughs> but because, I know that fe- yeah. that uh, scared feeling of like, uh, what if this doesn't work? Because well, yeah. I went da- I went down that road so many times because I wanted to be okay if it didn't work. And I would have been okay. Yeah. So it, I understand, but but it, it's not a comfortable feeling to face. No. Like I remember describing it one time, like I felt like the baby was at the top of Mount Everest and I was just never gonna get there. I had way too far to climb and I just wasn't gonna be able to do it. You got two, you had two at the top. <laughs> I climbed that mountain twice. <laughs> um, but i f- I felt the same way. like I don't know if I'm gonna make it to the top of this mountain. I can see the baby. It's in it's in my reach, but I don't know if I'm gonna get there. I remember having that feeling of total despair. like I this might not happen for me,
0: but the
1: there is like options, you know. Of course. yeah, okay. And last but not least, I put Steph's last because she was one of the only people that actually gave us advice on coping. <laughs> well, thank you, Steph. <laughs> Poor Steph. How are you doing? Yeah. Well, oh, she has had a... She had an endo-related th- issue that hospitalized her, and they put her in the mother-baby ward. I mean,
0: sometimes... Was she sharing a room, too? I don't know. Because she is in Canada, right? Yeah. So I don't know how their rooming situation works. Right. I don't either.
1: Um, Oh, okay. So this is her trigger. Yes. Spending three days in the mom and baby ward was a pretty solid trigger, she wrote. (laughs) Yeah, I can imagine um christmas and mother's day baby showers tuesdays tuesdays <laughs> i think her point is like everywhere yeah every day, everywhere. It's yeah, like every day everywhere all the things um and then so she gives some coping tips therapy cannot say it enough find one that deals with infertility because the others say the same stupid shit like just adopt there we go it will not be helpful Exercise. I swim, and holy hell, are my ti- are my times better when I'm mad and frustrated? Yeah, take it out on the pool, um, a spa. A massage yes. can take away some of that residual tension. Absolutely, I fully support that. And sex—that is not for babies. What? Plan a sexy night. Get a hotel. Have a cocktail. Do not talk about infertility. If you have to, bring one of those. F- fun first date things where you pick topics and ask each other questions pre-screen that shit for triggers and Mm. go pretend you're on a first date get naked yeah (laughs) yes Steph I think that's some great advice from Steph especially the stuff about having sex that's not related to babies
0: (laughs) what your sex not related to babies is that a thing? What? <laughs> yeah, I think that's
1: such good advice. Thank you, Steph. Like she just ends it yes. with get
0: naked. <laughs> get naked. <laughs> and I like the like plan a sexy night. Mm-hmm. Go on a like, date. Get a hotel. I like I like going to hotels. Yeah. It's fun. It's just like a change of scenery in the, in the best kind of way. I like running down the halls of hotels. That probably anno- annoys people. Yeah, that used to be like the thing I did because you could just run. <laughs> okay. I don't run very fast, but <laughs> you anyway. and Peter
1: just running down the hallway. That's your idea oh, Peter of a doesn't good time. Run. Oh, <laughs> so it's just you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I think all those things are so great, though. Like a spa day. Yes, do it.
0: Go to a hotel with a spa. Yes. Get a couple's massage. Booze if you want it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Drink while you're at the spa. Yes. Get champagne. Yes. Yeah, they did. I don't know. Strawberries. Yep. Or drink the tea they have there. And then go out and then come back to the hotel. And... And... Watch ghost adventures.
1: <laughs> no, that's not what I had in mind. Oh. <laughs> yeah.
0: or do whatever. Bow bow
1: wow. <laughs> and as Steph said, in all caps, do not talk about infertility. Yeah, don't do that. That's the rule number one. <laughs> and therapy. we kind of glossed over that one, but that's oh, obviously yeah. like,
0: yes. One hundred percent, and find a therapist like she said that specializes in infertility. Correct,
1: and really, like if you don't want to do therapy or you can't afford therapy, we've said this a thousand times on this podcast. That's my biggest advice for things that trigger you: is to find a way to share your feelings. Don't bottle them up. Don't keep them inside. Don't um, don't feel like you
0: have to handle this by yourself. Maybe you could find a doctor from an app like Doctor On Demand or Talkspace. Yeah, just talk to someone
1: about it, and that will help you cope, really. Like, feeling like you're carrying all the, the weight by yourself is the hardest part.
0: Or maybe even meditation. Meditation, yoga,
1: acupuncture... I mean, whatever makes you feel good. That's
0: like, that's what we say. A float just, tank. A float tank. Have you done the float spa yet? No, I haven't. <laughs> Still <sighs> waiting. <laughs> I feel like since I've waited so long, it's probably gone out of business. <laughs> yeah.
1: Just do something that makes you feel good and talk to someone about it. Someone that understands.
0: Like us. You could talk to yeah. us. Like, if you talk to a therapist, they can give you coping strategies. Yes. Unlike us. <laughs> we just tell you to drink and get a massage.
1: But even a good friend can help. Like, just feeling heard and feeling validated and knowing that you're not alone is going to help you cope with those triggers. And on, on that note, that uh, we are skipping our out-of-the-box segment since this was kind of a, a lengthy one. It's And it's okay. Um because I felt like that was a good one. I feel like everybody's getting their angst out this episode, right? We're all talking about our triggers. And when we talk about <laughs> them, then we feel better. Everyone, let's like take a nice big collective sigh. I feel better now. Yes. <laughs> So, we're going to go ahead and close it there. Join our closed Facebook group called The Infertile Mafia. Follow us on Instagram at Infertile Mafia Podcast. Feel free to send us an email to infertilemafia at gmail.com. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast to hear all about triggers, the shots,
0: and the emotions. Triggers.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And just triggers. And just triggers. Uh, In Uh, in our our next
0: episode. Yeah, in our next episode, we're going to talk about one of my favorite topics, which is egg quality. Eggs,
1: eggs and their quality. Yes,
0: yes. (laughs) That's
1: that's it. And don't forget, (laughs) don't forget about our giveaway. Write us a review on Apple Podcasts and/or tag us on Instagram. But yeah, that's it. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for joining the Infernal Mafia. Bye. Bye.